0: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of The Lovebirds. You are unbelievable.
1: <laughs> Looks like love has finally found me.
0: I love you. Ah! Ah! Shit! Ah! 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 Police officer! He's a criminal! move, move! move! Yeah. We, we know he's dead, but we didn't kill him. He like trip her to report a murder or whatever. We didn't murder anybody! One, two, three, go! No. Whoa! Gibran! Okay, the guy's name is Gibran. Run, Leilani! And the girl's name's actually Leilani. Shit. She's running too now. Kind of so,
2: like, she's wearing heels that look actually amazing.
1: We have to go to the police, because we have nothing to hide. So why is you running from the scene of the crime? Good question, officer. That's me covering up my body cam, so I can beat your ass. We're so fucked! We just need to find the guy the police are looking for. Are you suggesting we actually go out there and solve a murder? It's locked. Did you think it was one of those men-only doors? I walk,
0: walk
1: All we need is a name, the and then we're in the clear.
0: Hey man,
2: it's been a minute. Who <laughs> the fuck yeah. are ah! you?
1: You little bitch, you little beanbag ballist bitch.
2: Yeah. You think about your grandma and that furry beanbag bitch? What? These people are
0: super dangerous and they're really powerful. Stop! This is some handmaid's tail bullshit. We have impostors.
2: Oh no, impostors. That sucks. Everyone unmask yourself. Oh shit.
0: Nobody else took their masks off.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna give you lovebirds a choice. What's behind this door or bacon grease to the vice? I don't want grease on my face. Is it gonna shit on me? Take the my love.
0: All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for The Lovebirds, and the story is as follows. On the brink of breaking up, a couple gets unintentionally embroiled in a bizarre murder mystery. As they get closer to clearing their names and solving the case, they need to figure out how they and their relationship can survive the night. The film is starring Izo Ray, Kumail Nanjiani, Paul Sparks, Anna Kemp, and Kyle Bornheimer. It is directed by Michael Showalter and written by Aaron Abrams and Brendan Gall. Joining me for this podcast review, I have Dan Baer.
1: Good morning, Lovebirds. Oh,
0: boy. And also Daniel Howitt. Hello, the two Dans here (laughs) for you,
2: Lovebirds. Back again.
0: All right, so Lovebirds, interesting story here. Uh, Originally set to premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival. Uh, Due to COVID-19 and the cancellation of said festival, this film was in limbo until Netflix came in, swooped it up, and picked it up for uh, what we have now, essentially, which is everybody watching it over uh, Memorial Day weekend currently at the moment. It is a uh, comedy re-teaming of Michael Showalter and Camille Nanjiani previously worked together on The Big Sick and is actually uh, Michael Showalter's uh, follow-up from that film. Tossin in Issa Rae from Insecure, which is a really, really fantastic show if you guys have not seen it before. Um, and she also starred earlier this year in The Photograph. So she's been getting uh, some pretty good film exposure, I would say, lately. Mm-hmm. What do we think? Uh, well, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm not in love. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> ah, let's 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 start off with how it
2: uh, well I thought it was a little weird to reboot the movie Date Night after only a couple of years. Oh, oh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <you know>. right? <laughs> there is a formula here. So so Lovebirds is it we've seen this movie so many times. Uh there's there's nothing new here. Um you know, you, you mentioned Michael Showalter. I'm a little disappointed that this is his film because he's been doing some really fresh and new things with the rom-com genre. And so for for this to be his next film was definitely, uh, you know, a disappointment, especially coming off of, you know, Oscar nominated The Big Sick. So um, so it's not fresh at all in any way, but I will say kamel and Issa are, are, are wonderful they they're wonderful individually. they're wonderful together in this film. Uh, they have really great chemistry and rapport. And so for me, they really saved this film. Um, the the action comedy side of this movie is, I mean, fine if I'm being generous. Um, but but the relationship side of this movie, I actually thought was was pretty good. i I, I loved the honesty that they brought to the relationship. Uh, they 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 really, a, a portrayed a relationship that's just kind of in a rut and and i think they did that pretty honestly so um so i think those pieces of the film were actually pretty well written and spot on um and so yeah as as a as a whole this movie is very forgettable um but i thought it was i thought it was nice i thought it was a light enjoyable movie uh worth a, a, a watch on on netflix at best but
0: it's definitely forgettable all right okay dan bear what about you
1: I uh, don't have much to add uh, to what Daniel said. Actually, um, it it is a perfect movie to have on in the background while you are "quote unquote" working from home uh, during this quarantine shelter in place time that we're living in. Um, it it uh, I I didn't even find it all that funny. There were, like, I could count on on my hands, maybe even on one hand, the amount of times that I actually, like, laughed out loud. And it's one of those things where, like, would it play better in a movie theater where there are lots of other people around me also watching it and potentially having a better time? And and I I honestly don't think so. Um, I, I think that a lot of the comedy falls flat for me. A, um, the scenes that were funniest were mostly because it really just seemed like Issa Rae and Camille Najani were just improvising until they hit on something funny. and it, just the absurdity of what they're improving keeps compounding as they go on because they realize it's not funny and they keep just getting more absurd in the hopes that that alone will be funny. And that would eventually get a laugh out of me after they've been doing it for a couple minutes. Um. I think it's clear that Michael Showalter was much more interested in their relationship and that dynamic. But then again, this is, you know, a, uh, a, studio comedy. So it has certain, like, it needs to be funny. It needs to be funny. And they need to keep the plot moving because that's the nature of the beast. And I think that kind of stymied him. I don't think the script is in any way, um, good. And I think that really hurt um, both his direction and the performances a little. To the extent that it works, it's because Kumail and Issa are just naturally very charismatic and likable.
0: I have a couple of points here. Uh, First thing I want to say is... I do believe that if this film had played itself by Southwest in a theater with an audience, I actually do believe it would have been more well-received, both due to the uh, feeling that one gets when you watch a comedy with other people, and also because of film festival hype. Not, Not saying, you know, not trying to destroy any critics' credibility or anything like that, but I do believe that film festival hype would have touted this to be better, maybe, than what it actually is. I no, actually, I hard disagree actually. Yeah. Really? Think you think this would have gotten picked apart the same way?
2: So I do, I think South by Southwest, I think you might be right that South by Southwest might have been a little bit more kind. Uh, probably. That's Some all Birds. I'm saying. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Sim- sim- yeah. Sim- yeah. Last year, I, I, we kind of saw that and then when it hit theaters, it kind of got dem- demolished. I think the same thing would have happened here. I actually think it was extremely beneficial for the Lovebirds, Lovebirds to be on Netflix because Yeah. Um, I, P, nobody can be mad that they bought a movie ticket to this or, um, you know, there's not a lot of movies out right now, so might as well watch this. So I think people are being more kind to the film um, because, hey, that, at least it entertained me for an hour and, a, and 27 minutes as opposed to, uh, <laughs> you know, some other. Piece of crap. So, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think it was, I think it was really wise for them to, to sell this to Netflix, and I think it really benefited them. I think people are probably more kind to it than they otherwise would have been.
0: Th- that's actually, yeah. So I was going with like a two part here. I think it, if it had played itself South by Southwest, I think the initial reaction would have been more positive than what we got here. Mostly, you know what I mean? Like, those initial reactions, not the objective consensus from everybody. Sure. sure. But mm. um, I do believe that the objective consensus from most people is it was fine, you know. It it, it, it was you know I haven't heard anyone say that it was so awful that it's going to be like one of their worst of the year or anything like that. I think the fact that it is on Netflix and like you said, Danny, one didn't pay a uh, you know for a ticket to go see it in the movie theater. I think does kind of help wash it down. Also, too being under an hour and a half long is. Mm a mercy yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it does not wear out its welcome in my opinion in, in that regard even if there are times where the writing is just atrociously bad uh to dan's point what he was saying before about how um there's all this improvising all this riffing off of each other from isa and uh kumail nanjiani that happens a couple of times and it is funny like it is genuinely funny because it's actually like shtick that I've seen Kumail do a lot of times, mm-hmm. same thing with uh, Israel as well, but it wears Finn after a while, because yeah. they keep coming back to it, and it becomes repetitious after a bit. Yeah. I actually found there were these smaller moments, like these very, very tiny one-off moments that I found to be more funny than this continued uh, thing that they just kept coming back to, where they kept on just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and ah. You know, one of the one of the things that like this runtime, I think, kind of hurts with the movie a little bit is we don't actually really get, in my opinion, enough time to actually care about their relationship. And I think that Issa and Kamil Nanjiani are doing a lot of heavy lifting to elevate the script as much as humanly possible.
1: It is a big ask of anyone to essentially open your movie with a five to ten minute long argument Yeah. Between your characters. And it is a surefire way to get us to hate those characters, frankly. Oh, man. I
2: I disagree so much. I loved that. I loved the opening argument.
1: I like about it that it is sort of like this interesting kind of different way to give us plot exposition. And it is um, more engaging than I think a lot of other expository dialogue that I've Heard in movies, but it at, like the, the actual opening where they, you know, we watch them on their a continuate a morning after continuation of their first date is really cute and yeah, kind of fun, but then it slams right to four years later and they're in the middle of like even by normal couple standards, a st- Stupid argument.
0: They're fighting about the amazing race, gangbangs versus orgies.
1: (laughs) It's one of those things where like it's one of it feels like the writers were just like, what's the most absurd thing we can throw in here? And it's throwing things in there for the sake of being absurd, not for the sake of it actually being being funny
0: but that's like when i when i said before that that's like kumail nanjiani's shtick that that is typically his comedy is that he's like a nerdy guy who gets like obsessively compulsive about these tiny little minute things that you know feel very uh what's the word i'm looking for anal
1: (laughs) you know which is why when uh, the 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 milkshake thing in the diner (laughs) Yeah, I, I cringed. I'm like, oh, no, no. And then I was so glad that later the movie actually called him out on it. Yeah. <laughs> so so what I loved about the
2: the opening argument and I, hear me clearly, I'm not going to defend the writing of this movie very much. But <laughs> but uh, what I loved about the opening argument leading up to the the scene in the car, I guess I don't want to spoil things, but um, I think. You know, I've been in a long term relationship. I'm I'm married and and we argue about the dumbest things and and we argue not to be funny. Like we don't argue like what I loved about the way that they how they portrayed that argument is that they took it seriously. They were arguing about the amazing race and the movie wasn't I I didn't feel that the movie was trying to get us laugh. (laughs) Ha ha. How what a dumb argument that they're having. I think they took the argument seriously because I think I think, uh, you know, I can speak from my experience we very seriously have arguments about the dumbest things <laughs> that don't matter. Um, and so I felt that that was pretty authentic of just uh, people who live together and then you just really argue about stupid stupid things. And it can even get pretty serious and heated. And so uh, that's where I really appreciated about the opening. And I thought it was an authentic transition to the, the more serious uh, conversation that they had in the car. So that rang pretty true for me. And I think that they... Uh, like I said in, in, in my earlier, uh, when, when I talked earlier, you know, just highlighting a, a relationship in a rut. And, and I think
0: it felt it felt pretty authentic to me. That's yeah. Michael Showalter at his strongest, though, yes. right? Yes. I mean, that's yes. the kind of stuff that we've typically seen in his past movies, where he does handle um, those relationship drama aspects very, very well. I think yes. yeah. it's when we start getting into the conventional studio, involved in a crime, and the police are involved, and all of the and and the characters have to act stupid when they're scared and talk themselves into problems and. I, that's something that like I, I started feeling like the script was stretching its believability like I totally. get it Izurei and uh, Camille Nanjiani are out of their element but they keep opening their mouths and talking themselves into like deeper issues and sometimes mm-hmm. they get away with it sometimes they don't and I just kept on rolling my eyes at it a bunch of times like saying like I I, I don't really find this interesting nor do I find it endearing and I definitely don't find it original in any way
1: my my biggest problem with a lot of their their riffing and their talking with each other is that so many times it felt it these characters are versions of Issa and Kumail's um, uh, personas, but they're right. not exactly Issa and Kumail. But so often when they're riffing, I just saw Issa and Kumail, not Leilani and Gibran. Right. Sure. I I totally, totally get that. And those are the moments where like, yeah, it's funny, but it's funny because it's Issa and Kumail, not because of this is offering anything actually funny in the way of character or plot. Right. There's also
0: no time to really breathe, I find, with this movie Um, in regards to going back to the part that resonates more, which is the examination of their relationship. There are moments where they do revisit it oh are we so are we really broken up i guess we are etc and those are the moments where the movie like kind of slows down for a bit yeah where i was really really into what kumail and Iza were actually doing because honestly i think when utilized properly they're both fantastic actors and i think they definitely have good chemistry here Mm. um when it's put to good use but like that scene where they're being interrogated by the police and they're like, oh, I've thought about killing someone, but I yeah. never would do it and stuff. I'm like, just shut Stupid. up, you know, Yeah. yeah. Um, just stop talking. It's like it's not funny. Uh, but then there's like, like I was saying before, that there were tiny things in this that I find funny, right? Um, Like when they're in the car with um mustache uh, played by Paul Sparks, who, by the way, I still think is a boring actor. Yes. Yeah, th- th- there's a the part where uh, he's like, did you see which way he went? And Kumail's like, he's a suspect heading eastbound. <laughs> like, <laughs> Little tiny little things like that did get me to chuckle that I thought were pretty funny. Or um, when they go to the, the house party that their friends are having and his buddy is like, what the fuck are you wearing? Camille's like, well, what the fuck are you <laughs> wearing? Turtleneck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the, the big funny moment for me and it it. Pissed me off because there, uh, it it is a different moment in the trailer, and I think it was funnier in the trailer, but mm-hmm. it 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 did make me laugh in the movie, so I guess I can't complain. Is um when they the two hipsters arrive at the crime scene at and in the in the trailer it's oh and she's actually wearing really cute shoes yeah she's running yeah. away and in the movie it's i to be clear like i don't think that they're that they're murderers because they're people of color i think they're murderers <laughs> because they literally just like murdered this person <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was good that was good i also like when uh, the third eye blind. Uh, fight scene. Yes, <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. she says, "This is an ultimate fighting, Jabron. You can't tap out." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, on the fight scenes,
2: like, here's the thing: Why are all these a- action comedies? Why do they have terrible action?
0: Like, I I don't it. know.
2: Michael he Showalter's not. He, I get it; he's not an action director, but like, have somebody come in and co-direct the action or I, something. Was,
0: he's out of his element in that regard in this movie. Totally, there are like three fight scenes in here that are so weak it's just like boring that final uh, fight scene on the boat at the end there are these wide shots that show how poor the choreography is where uh, one character is distracted by, like, Kumail, and then is getting ready to hit him from behind. And it's just like, oh, don't show us in a wide shot that because it's just so poorly timed, and it doesn't look good.
2: (laughs) You can do do funny action where the characters don't know how to fight. Like, I always go back to the Pineapple Express big fight in Danny McBride's house where those characters can't fight. Like, they're morons, but the action is... Funny to watch,
1: and or even Kumail and Stuber to a certain extent. Even Stuber did it much better than this, and and that's the thing. It's like I'm, you keep hearing you like guys talk about the action comedy, and I'm like, is it an action comedy? Though, (laughs) like I'm calling it a romantic
0: crime comedy. That's what I'm calling it.
1: That's better. Yeah, it's like the action is so bad that it's like not even there.
0: And then, um, I don't know about you guys, but. I really, really found the scene where they're singing Firework in the car to be
1: cheap. Oh, God, I Like,
0: it. cheap, so cheap, cheap heat to get us to react because it's like, oh, it's a song we like, and they're singing it. Isn't that cute? I just didn't feel like that kind of a moment was earned by this point. And I really was not, like, jiving with where the story was at, where the characters were at. And ugh, I hate it when movies do something like that just to get... But, like, trying to get, like, a cheap pop uh, from the audience, ultimately. Yeah, I, I hated that scene so much. You know a scene I love, though? What? Impostor. Oh, so, God! The uh, Eyes Wide yeah. Shut homage. <laughs> I I got to admit, I liked it. <laughs> I really did like it a lot.
1: That, yeah, that, <laughs> that scene was good.
0: <laughs> it was very blatantly a ripoff, but... I, I I thought it was really well done. I thought it was really funny and clever. And when they're in the audience and uh, they have the moment where they're like, oh, take off your masks. And they're like, a true member never takes off their mask. Like, I don't know. Something about that scene was clicking for me, maybe because I just thought it was awesome that there are people out there that are fans of Eyes Wide Shut like I am. Because <laughs> uh, that's not normally the first thing you think of when you think of like movies to rip off. <laughs>
1: I did like when they started like commenting on the orgy action as it was happening. Like, yeah, I, I, the, the basic structure, there are lots of callbacks in this screenplay and I would like it more if any of the callbacks were funny. Um, one, two, three, go. That That was good. Funny, but it was well, it was well used in terms of a repeating joke that had payoff. Yeah. That one had payoff. like, That all of them, it's just so clear when they're setting up something Mm -hmm. to be paid off later. And I'm like, I just wish it was a little less obvious.
2: Like the amazing
1: race. (laughs) That that ending, I was not really expecting. Oh, really? (laughs) I really wasn't.
0: I'm actually a little surprised (laughs) that we didn't see any clips or anything at all of uh, the documentary that uh jabron was working on because i thought they could have done a funny payoff joke with something along those lines but that's okay yeah also too i gotta just like like be like what uh the character keith who um is like doing like cat williams jokes and everything he can just he just happens to know how to hack into a phone yeah i was like what Really?
1: He's the IT guy. At oh, it's work. just
0: lazy all, writing, all, all dude. Come on.
1: Into- right, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, that was lazy.
1: It's like they set it up with the bare minimum. It's incredibly lazy.
0: Although I have to give credit to, um, sorry, I'm going, I'm going off on a tangent here, but I have to mention this one line that also made me very, very. <laughs> this one, this one got me good. This one was was really well done. When they're at the police station. And there is a clever bit of writing where the movie flips it where the police all of a sudden, spoiler alert, um, aren't pursuing them because they think that they did commit the murder. But they're pursuing them because they're trying to protect them. Why? Well, because there are street cameras that show that yeah. you guys clearly didn't do it. And I was like, that's smart. That's logical. Yeah, that was clever. I was like, yeah. good. Excellent. And then when Camille says, well, this has been a great experience. Is there like a comic, card, comic card or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was a great way to do a slight little twist on
2: this thing we've seen all the time because it also it, it justifies how dumb the plot was to a certain extent because yeah it's like, oh yeah they were never actually being you know chased by the cops they were just idiots so I it, it made it slightly better for me
1: I, it actually ended up making it like slightly worse for me oh. because I was like, because I was like, duh, of course, like y'all didn't see the traffic cameras or like know from living in New Orleans for so long that there are traffic cameras everywhere that you could have like stopped all this. Oh, can we talk <laughs> about the New Orleans setting?
2: I feel like that was totally wasted. Like I agree. I thought it was was interesting for them to set it in New Orleans because, you know, not, not a lot of films set in New Orleans and then they really didn't
0: do much with it. Coming hot off the heels of a rewatch of curious case of Benjamin button recently.
1: Uh I was Uh very disappointed. (laughs) I mean, like good for them for like being like New Orleans is not just bourbon street, but at the same time, like I didn't feel like we got any of the flavor of New Orleans at all no they could have been in any city yeah
2: i feel like halfway through they said something about new orleans and i went oh we're in new orleans okay didn't know that gotcha yeah yeah
1: it's it literally could have been shot and set anywhere yeah
0: and that's the thing right i feel like this is a movie that could have come out at any time starred anybody and it it, it, I, I've seen it before. Yes. I've just seen it before. It's an excuse. It's just an excuse to see more comedic uh, work from Kumail and Iza. That's really all it is.
1: Yeah. And well, it I could have been it. a lot worse. Yes. Without that, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Agreed. Agreed. these can always be a lot worse. <laughs> <laughs> With that said. All right. So uh, final thoughts. Um, any moments that we didn't mention? Any funny jokes you want to just uh, call out anything at all? Uh, Dan Baer?
1: I do want to call out what I think is the best scene, which is when they break into the apartment. Oh yeah. Um, with the frat yeah. boys. I think that their little interrogation of, <laughs> of whoever that guy is, is really is really funny. Um, mostly because of the reaction shots, honestly, but that was the one moment where I was like, okay, this is, this is working. I actually,
0: didn't, I actually didn't like that scene as much as you did. Ah. I have to admit yeah, huh. I because it ju- it just stretched believability to me to the point where I'm like, why is this guy scared? I don't. It
1: did bother me that like um th- he breaks the window right and they like come in through the window, so there's all the broken glass on the floor, and she is not wearing her shoes. Yeah, I know, I saw. Yeah, uh, that bothered me to no end. But once the scene actually started and they were interrogating this guy, and he's like, "What? What are you?" What What's going on?
0: You can rip off Eyes Wide Shut, but you can't rip off Die Hard? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been actually a great callback. <laughs> I, I would have loved it. I mean, they reference pop culture all the time in this movie, so it's like, why not, you know? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Howitt?
2: No, well, I mean, what final thoughts could I possibly have? I it, it it's, it's fine. Like, I, there's a lot to pick apart here, and there's a lot wrong with the movie because it's very... Unoriginal, uh, but like I said earlier, I mean, I I'd be lying if I said I didn't, you know, overall enjoy it. it it's it's really it could have been worse, and I wasn't mad that
0: I watched it, so it was fine. A uh, couple couple notes here. Um, I never want to hear the phrase "fucky cheese" ever again in my life.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, what else I got here? Uh, that Anna Camp scene with the pan of bacon. Oh. The worst was awful. Maybe the worst scene in the movie for me. Yes, agreed. It
1: was, it was completely incongruous. It didn't fit with anything else that was going on. But I love that Anna Camp was living up to her last name. Like <laughs> that that accent is so far over the top that I just like I, like, OK, you know what type of movie you're in. Even if no one else does.
0: And also, too, because I saw some people comment on this after I uh, after I said my take on it. But if I had the choice between the hot bacon grease and getting kicked in the chest by a horse, I understand that a kick in the chest by a horse could kill you. I understand that because that's what some people uh, did right to me. But. It didn't kill Camille Nanjiani, no. and he's perfectly fine afterwards. And he's perfectly all like, "Take the fun. grease, take the grease," yeah. and I'm like, yeah. "It, like, like no. it, it's illogical. It's not, and that's why it's not funny to me." Can, can I
2: tell you something wild but true? Two weeks ago, I went up to the mountains here in, in in Nevada, and I saw a little girl get kicked in the chest by a horse, and it was terrifying. She was fine, but I just had to I just had to mention that because it was it gave me gave me flashbacks.
0: That is really scary. I'm glad she's okay. And that's the point. If Camille's is OK and the little girl is OK, why in God's name would you be yelling for Issa Rae to take the bacon hot grease? That is so Get a stupid. a bird face for your life.
1: I, I, I have to say like, I, I almost, almost, almost feel like he was – like that was a strategy thing to be like – if you take the bacon grease, maybe you can get away with it and fight back a little as opposed to the horse where there is nothing you can do. But admittedly, that if that is what they were trying to do, it does not really come across.
0: You know what? Fine, because I don't want to retort and spend more time on this scene. In all honesty, I'll just accept <laughs> your troop as reality. Um, and then the last thing I have written down here, um, I, 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 I cringed so hard. When at the very end of the movie, somebody had to work in the movie title into a line of dialogue. Yeah. All right, you two love birds. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was so upset about that because it's just like one. I don't know. It just felt like added salt to the wound in terms of the cringe worthy disaster I had just witnessed.
1: <laughs> well, like also, again, like I. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to rail on this because I don't understand that this has like hap- started happening in recent years. They did not do this as much before the 2010s. But like the in the trailer for this movie, Anna Kemp goes, "Okay, I'm going to give you two lovebirds a choice." Does not say that in the movie at all. Yep. Does not. And also, like, <laughs> this is some Handmaid's Tale bullshit. Is so much funnier than this is some Illuminati bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't under I don't understand how who, how these trailers get put together and they come to different scenes that are in the movie. I don't understand.
0: Well, you know what it is? Uh, trailers get made when they're cutting uh, together the assembly. Right. And then final notes are put in and uh, the assembly gets shortened and maybe different takes get used. You know, also, too, you may you may have a factor in like test screenings, which w- jokes get better laughs than others
1: yeah, that for different
0: true. takes. So but by that point, there's already a trailer out. So, you know, what can you do? That's my that's my only real explanation I can think of in a scenario like that. And it works. Unfortunately, the movie doesn't work for me. Um, no. Kumail and Iza do what they can. And to that end, I can't say that I thought that this was one of the worst films I've seen this year. Um, it was just middling uh, disappointment for me. So I'm going with a four out of ten on my uh, grading skill there. How what about you?
2: Uh, I- I'm, I'm
0: giving my lowest positive grade here, which is a six because uh, I am
2: positive overall, even though it's very weak. Six out of ten. Wow. OK, cool. Bear, what about
0: yourself?
1: I I'm going to go with uh, the other Daniel on this, and I I was at a six. I overall I enjoyed it, but it has too many problems for need to be higher. Sure,
2: I'll never watch it again. To be
1: clear, yeah, like, no, you know, never. but.
0: Yeah. No, but in terms of like something I don't mind recommending uh, just anybody to watch over Memorial Day yeah. weekend, it's not offensive or anything like that. It's not going to get people angry. Worst case scenario, they just feel like they wasted some time. But, you know, then maybe they got a few laughs out of it. I would say it's I would say for the fact that it is a Netflix film, it's not it's not the, not a bad thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I will say like it's I think because it was originally a big studio comedy, it. Looks and sounds better than most of the Netflix original originals.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely true.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, no awards potential. I can't even go so far to say Golden Globe uh, comedy musical potential. Unfortunately. Oh. Nope. I mean, it would. It well. No. Given the way the year has gone so far, maybe yeah, no. it wouldn't surprise me if Issa Rae did show up.
1: Even then, no. A <laughs> supporting actress, <sighs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh alrighty well that'll do it here for our discussion of the lovebirds here on the next best picture podcast Dan Bear, where can they find you on the internet
1: you can find me on twitter at dance and dan on film
0: how about you Howitt you can find me at HowittDK on twitter and you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Tunein Player, FMAcast, Castbox, also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of the show. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. We really appreciate the feedback and the support, which you can lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you can get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time.